is Lola on my own, which feels weird. This is a six-part Christmas series because I'm a Christmas goober. And the idea is that every Friday we're just going to bring out an episode. They're quite quick, little chunky, when I say chunky, like 15, 20-minute eps. And basically what I've just done is different topics uh, in the lead up to Chrissy. So six eps in the lead up to Christmas. This first episode is about managing stress and anxiety around the silly season. Uh, The next episode we're going to talk about um, sustainable gift ideas and really cool ideas that actually look after the planet but also are really awesome Chrissy presents. Uh, We're going to talk about like staying healthy, falling off the wagon. I'm really, uh, I'm a pro at falling off the wagon, movement and goals and also like how to deal. Sometimes Christmas is amazing as it is. It does um, bring up, uh, you know, when you you have to sometimes like a family member will say that thing and it just frigging triggers something in you. Like for me, like if a family member comments on my body, I'm like, oh, that brings up all my old eating disorder issues. So just about handling like if you come across someone that um, you don't usually hang out with and it can be quite triggering. So um, navigating that. And this is just from my uh, personal perspective. This is not, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. I just thought it'd be cool to do a little like six weeks to Chrissy pod guide. And yeah, an episode will come out every Friday morning in the lead up to Christmas. Welcome. And I've also asked the bosso, Matt, to um, do a Christmas jingle for us. So I really hope that you get a Christmas jingle or got a Christmas jingle before this episode started. Righto, episode one. Okay, also Friday the 13th of November. We're pretty much six weeks out from Chrissy. Mind blown. So the first episode is about managing stress and anxiety as we come into the silly season. I'm going to teach you some tricks around mindfulness, but also I guess I just wanted to say like it's totally normal to feel stressed around now. I know I do. I know at the moment I'm finishing off a manuscript and now um, I'm kind of like, oh, oh my God, there's so much to do. There's six weeks until Christmas. Oh my God, I haven't even thought about a present. And my dad's birthday is November the 25th. So he gets like double prezies, but it's hard for the the gift giver because you've got to think, okay, well, I've got his birthday present sorted. Now I've got to think about his Chrissy present. Anyway, I want you to know it's normal to feel stressed and edgy and anxious around this time of the year, especially after the year that we've had with COVID, obviously, uh, especially Victorians, they're going to get to be with their family this Christmas and it's so exciting but it's probably a little bit confronting as well because one thing that Matt definitely mentioned in a past podcast is that coming out of COVID and lockdown comes with its own set of social anxieties. So as exciting and as fun as and as amazing as Christmas is, it usually comes with some other stuff as well. So if you're feeling stressed and anxious in the lead up of the Chris, to Christmas, it's totally okay and normal to feel that way. I already do six weeks away, right? These are the things that I use to help me through feeling discombobulated. 
I have a therapist. You know, I'm very, very pro mental health. I see my therapist once a week. He keeps me in line and basically he calls out my BS pretty much. Uh, and, And he helped me last week. I had a few, now that everything's opening up in um, Melbourne, I started to get a little bit of food anxiety because I've got some work things coming up. And he was like, never eat for someone else. Eat because you want to be eating. Don't be afraid of judgment. And he's like, you're not doing it to please someone else. He's like, stop being a people pleaser. So I think Christmas is a really easy time to get swept up in the people pleaser kind of tornado. But at the main, at the same time, it's, it's just as important to keep your self-care rituals primo, primo. So therapy, number one, if you don't have a good therapist, don't worry, it takes a, a few tries, a few clunky fits. It took me a little while to find my therapist that is my non-negotiable now. Um, the other trick is when you do find a therapist and you are trying it out and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, give it four sessions because you're literally learning about one another and you're figuring out if it is a good fit, just like they're figuring it out for you about whether you're a good fit for them and you're figuring out if they're a good fit for you. And an actor friend actually told me every time I go for an audition, I'm auditioning the people that are auditioning me just as much, so, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. Okay, so therapy, boom, yogs. You know I'm big into yoga. Um, most people flip out when I'm like, I can't do a handstand. So I'm not a yoga guru at all, but I do it every day because it's a part of my self-care practice. I feel clear when I do it. I feel connected to myself. I feel like my mind and my breath and my body are all interconnected when I do yogs. Meditations, this is boss's non-negotiable. So he meditates every single day before he gets out of bed. I'm a little bit lax on the meditation personally. My mind is very, very active and I find that when I slip into meditation, I slip into a checklist like, oh, yeah, have I done that? Have I done that? Yep, I've done that. What am I doing after this? What am I making after this? I find that I do have a very active mind. So for me, my mind and body responds better to breath work. So I'm going to teach you two breathing techniques that I find really helpful for an active mind. And then other things for just switching off, like Matt and I the other night just popped something on Netflix and then had a mango. You know what I mean? Like just putting your day aside, putting your to-do list aside and just like chilling the F out and enjoying the company of another or even just yourself, watch some Netflix. If you haven't seen Schitt's Creek already, please watch it. It is such a wonderfully written show. You will feel good, you will cry, you will laugh and you will feel very wholesome after watching that. So great for, again, the silly season because it will make you feel connected when you're watching a show, which is, I think, the ultimate goal. This is me probably bringing the acting school stuff in a bit here. Okay, let's talk about the two breathing techniques that I love. 
So I usually practice these after yogs if I'm going to do them or if I'm stressing out about usually acting school, I'll stress out if my scene's going up that night. So I'll do some breathing before my scene. So the first one I'm going to teach you is called box breathing. So the best way to describe it is literally visualize a box. And if I was in a yoga studio and teaching you this at the end or the beginning of a yoga class, I would say imagine one side of the box, you're in inhale, right? So you're inhaling one, two, three, four, and then stop there. And you're going to draw the top. And this is just in the mind's eye. You're going to draw the top of the box while you hold your breath. Four, three, two, one. And then you exhale. The, the exhale, you'll be like, oh, the first few times you do it, you'll be like, oh my God, thank God. Then you exhale as you kind of like it draw the other side going down of the box. Four, three, two, one. And then this is the hardest bit. After the exhale, you hold your breath. You hold that for four, three, two, one. And And basically that's why it's called box breathing because it's four different things that you're doing. So you're inhaling for a count of four, then you're holding for a count of four, then you're exhaling for a count of four, and then you're holding for a count of four. That final hold is the hardest and you'll literally be like <gasps> gasping for air. That's normal. Um, the more you do it though, you can usually get that number to six, even eight, right? They're like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six on an inhale. I'm obviously speeding it up because I don't want to bore you. Um, Four rounds of that, literally just four boxes, can reset everything. It's a really good one, great for mental clarity, great for refocusing, also great for chilling the F out. I love box breathing. I often include it in my yoga practice. The other one is a great, again great if you have a really active mind. I use this in my shavasana, but you can just use it in a seated meditation as well. So, all you're going to do is shut your eyes, and you can totally do this right now if you want to. But all you're going to do is shut your eyes, and when you shut your eyes, you start to notice what you can hear. So, I can hear that the wind in the trees outside the window, I can, I know that there's birds. Usually I can hear birds, but I've got these noise cancelling headphones on. So it's a bit tricky. I've got to focus real hard. But basically you'll be able to hear the fridge, the clicking of the uh, clock, you know, like the ticking of the clock, not clicking, uh, yeah, the, tr- the wind in the trees, um, cars driving down the road, you know, you used to be able to hear aeroplanes quite a lot in the sky, which we barely hear anymore. Maybe a dog barking. And then as you're doing, it's called active awareness. As you're doing that, notice how far things are. So I start to realize like spatial awareness. So the fridge that might only be three meters away, the clock that might only be like two meters away, but like a bird outside is that just outside the window, is that further away? You know, if you're in suburban Melbourne or Sydney, well, Melbourne for this bit, can you hear a tram? Is that a block away? You know, and and so you start to kind of like dial up your other senses. 
I love this form of meditation. It it recalibrates me without me going om shanti shanti with my eyes shut going nothing is happening. That said, there are wonderful mindfulness and meditation apps out there. Use them. Try them. A little bit like a therapist. Try it on and figure out what works for you. Uh, the two that I've just taught you are box breathing active awareness meditation. The final thing that I'm going to mention in regard to dealing with stress and anxiety when it comes up during the silly season is um, gratitude. And I know we all know that like that attitude of gratitude, you know, what you are grateful for brings more in. But if I'm stressed out at the end of the day, I'll I'll just say to the boss, I don't even write it down. You can totally write it down. A lot of people have gratitude journals, but I'll just say to the boss, what's three things we're really grateful for today? And sometimes they'll be like really deep and loving, like waking up next to you, loving you, but it can be really like, oh, Matt loves burgers. Like we have literally, we live on the surf coast at the moment. We've toured every single burger place all over, Lawn, Torquay, uh, Port Campbell, you name it. And so if we've gone out for a hamburger, he'll be like, today's highlight that I'm grateful for was a hamburger. So it can be anything you want. For me, it's often like I'm grateful I still got to do acting school even though it's via Zoom and it's all online or it'll be, uh, it can be like um, I love going to an infrared sauna. I'm really grateful I went to the infrared sauna today, you know. It can be anything. It can be grateful for your dog. It really doesn't matter. But that attitude of gratitude right before you go to sleep can change the channel, especially if you're anything like me and you have that really active uh, nighttime kind of like where you ruminate. So you go over and over and over things. And often we spend so much time worrying about what other people think and the what ifs and things that are, you know, the lead up to something and yet you get there and there's nothing to worry about. So it's so much of it is in our heads. So why waste time worrying about something we don't even need to worry about? That's kind of my gist and vibe for you. So attitude of gratitude, try box breathing, try active awareness meditation, both of them. I interchange between the two of them. I love them both. Move your bod, yogs. If you're if you want to go deeper into the med, definitely look into the apps. Chill out. There are so many good uh, Chrissy movies on Netflix. So excited. I'm actually really excited. Dan Levy, who I mentioned off Shit's Creek, is actually in a um, Christmas movie that's about to come out with Kristen Stewart. Pretty sure it's called Holiday Class. I'll find out and I'll put it in the show notes for you and I'll put the trailer for it in the show notes too. But if anyone's a Shit's Creek fan, Dan Levy is in a Christmas movie that is coming out really soon and it looks awesome. So, yeah, this is basically what our little Christmas series is going to be all about. It is short little bite sizes to help give you little kind of tools to just check in with yourself in amongst all the craziness that is Christmas and the festive season. If you're on your morning walk listening to this, whatever you're doing, it's just a little check-in and a few little tools to make you think, ah, I got this today. And that is the whole idea and ethos behind this 
six-part Christmas series. So mega love, six weeks till Chrissy. I hope you're excited. I don't know why I'm singing because I know I can't. Okay, mega love, Merry Chrissy. Let's enjoy Christmas. <laughs> 